2: to a new bonus episode of Australian Jams. I'm Gemma, as usual, and today I have a really, really cool artist with me that I'm very grateful to Remote Control for letting me chat to. Um, I've got Handsome here today. Hey. Hey, hey. Thanks How for you having know? me. No, thank you for coming. You're down in Melbourne for I'm, run la- I'm, I'm launching my AP tomorrow at uh, the Bar, Which is going to be awesome. It's going to be really wild, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Old bars a cool venue for you.
3: Yeah um, to be honest uh, it's an institution that I've never gone to and I've never played um, and so I thought yeah I want to go check it out and you know figure out where it kind of feels like
2: it's a place that has a bit of ghosts so I wanted to go start <laughs> yeah. it. because you're from Sydney all right so okay. normally when you come down here you've probably played, played I'm gonna guess Works Club Great darling before.
3: Um, I've played The Grace Um, I've played Workers but so long ago Um, yeah yeah, places like that but uh, yeah I've never played or even seen a show at the old bar before I did walk in the last time I was here a friend of mine was playing but I was very drunk and I was very (laughs) tired and so I was like I gotta go and she was like are you serious like you just got here I'm about to play I'm like I gotta go I sound like a really bad friend but um, there was a solid reason why I just can't remember (laughs)
2: I mean, I think I do that to my friends sometimes and I don't even have a solid reason. Totally, there you go. <laughs> so you mentioned the EP. Yeah. Um, let's talk lots about it because okay. it's awesome. Thank you. Um, I've got a few thoughts about it sure. that I'd love to... Throw them at you. Can't wait to hear them. Um, so you've said in the past, uh, I read a really great interview that Purple Sneakers did with you. They're an mm-hmm. awesome blog. And um, I'm saying the word awesome a lot, so apologies. I'm for a that. really big fan of awesome.
3: Like, I don't... It's a weird one because, I don't know, like I have a love-hate relationship with that
2: word. Yeah.
3: But I say it often.
2: Yeah. So go for it. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep doing it. Yeah. I said cool a lot yesterday, so I'm a bit self-conscious about the word cool. Okay. Um, anyway, EP. <laughs> you said in the interview with Purple Sneakers that you th- – this record is kind of, as compared to Caitlin Park stuff, which mm. obviously your previous yep. project and your name, mm-hmm. um, that this is the first time that you've really – chosen to say something with your music Mm. uh uh, not so much a public stand but social issues the queer community all that kind of stuff yeah do you find that that has made you have a different relationship with this music and these releases compared to the previous stuff
3: yeah totally I mean not that I care more about it or maybe I do um but it feels more important to me and um it really doesn't just feel like mine Mm -hmm. as well like the, pe- the people that are um, are responding to it and the people that are um, connecting to it, uh, like I feel like some of these songs are as much theirs as mine, and I haven't felt like that before, and it's really powerful. Like That's it, so cool. It, it changes the way that you um, that I look at walking on stage. Like I, I'll only have a beer before I walk on stage, whereas before I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll have many. <laughs> um, you know, like, I feel like I want to be more present with people. Um, and yeah, it's, it's generally more about, um, the way that I, the way that they connect with people, yeah. less so about the
2: music itself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the music itself though, it's completely different to mm-hmm. the Caitlin Park project. And it, it, I don't want to keep comparing the two cause yeah. they are completely different, but it's an interesting progression that you made. Mm. Can you tell us about sitting there and just uh, whatever made you decide to just be like, okay, no acoustic instruments. Let's Mm. see what happens now.
3: Um, I found with Caitlin Park, um, it got to a point, like I'd put out two records, um, and it kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't even think that I'm going to be able to get out of the box that I've been put in. Yeah. Uh, like acoustic, using acoustic instruments, even though the genre was listed, I guess, as electroacoustic, which is a very niche genre, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, I'm never going to be able to play these festivals. I'm never going to be able to do this because I literally just couldn't step out of the box. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was cool. But I think to be perfectly honest, I think um, Caitlin Park stuff was always me playing a character that wasn't really myself and that had a lot to do with me just growing up and um, yeah. becoming more comfortable with who I was and whether that was um, a queer part of me or whether it was just like, um, I, I let go of a lot of anger because of, um, a, like a loss of anxiety, I mm-hmm. think, and um, I became more comfortable in public spaces, and so I became more friendly, and all of these little bits and pieces. But um, I, I, in that growing up phase, I also met my partner and um, and her friends and a bunch of new people. And not to say that my older friends never brought this out of me, but it, I met them at a ch- at a change in my life, and yeah. so. They introduced me to going to queer parties and I became more comfortable um, getting on the dance floor and, like, moving in a certain way and, like, I realised that I want to make music that makes people do this and I want to make music that makes people do this in a way that they connect with people around them and their friends and, um, you know, like, celebrate their body and the way that they feel about themselves. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it was sort of this, it was a very slow transition uh, because I was making a third Caitlyn Park record at the time. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it just ne- it started to not feel like me, I guess. And uh, I put up this post on, on Instagram. I feel like I need to thank Instagram forever. <laughs> um, but uh, which was, like, only a couple of months before I put the first handsome track out. And it's a picture of me and my partner, and I look like a boy, like a little boy. And um, I, the caption was... Um, when you want to just be called handsome for a day. And I realized like after I put that up and like the way that people responded to it, that I was like, I like this word. Like I, this is how I identify. This is how I want people to call me if they um, are interested in me aesthetically. Um, I don't respond to the word pretty. It's not my thing. Um, And like beautiful, um, you know, like those are words that kind there's a part of that kind of chink my armor a bit, I think. Uh, And so I decided to go with that. I remember, like, saying to my to my partner, like, I think I want to be called handsome, and she was like, that's awful, definitely not. <laughs> and I was like, really? Um, but, yeah, it totally proved her wrong, and um, now we're
2: here. I love that uh, it's taken you on such an immense journey, like, personally, and that's been reflect reflecting music that then has gone on and, and provided something to other people, Mm. not necessarily helped them, but given them something that that maybe they didn't realise they needed, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Like, music's a really powerful thing, and I think I've always known that, and many people have, but I've never seen it the way that I see it now. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like, music can, in me, music can evoke nostalgia where I can smell the same smell that I smelled the last time I listened to that record, yeah, you know, and I don't know whether that's like synesthesia or something, but um, it's, it's a level up for me. Um, And yeah, it's, it's great to, it's great to be making music that responds to people, what people respond to like that. It's like, what (laughs) I just made that. Like it's not a thing. Um, But yeah, I think it comes with a lot of things. I think um, I've in growing up also kind of understood that there's so much more than just the music and, um, you know, there's there's the music, but there's also the community that you build around that, and they're the people that are going to make it become a really powerful movement, and that's what I want.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We touched on uh, your first single from the EP, mm-hmm. Late Night Ball Game. Yeah. I was really embarrassed that I was going to say something wrong there. Mm-hmm.
3: But... Everyone says, I, I listen to your ball game song or, <laughs> or ball park. A lot of people say, I'm like, what you doing? <laughs>
2: but, you know, it's cool. It's fine. Um. Let's hear a little bit of it now, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. Time.
3: When it's done, when are you gonna fuss up, tell me your must up, tell me you're wrong.
2: kind of thing we ever heard from Handsome mm-hmm. um, so the thing that I really liked about this song was that it's a little bit unsettling in the way that it sounds like a pop song but it never quite does what you think it's going to do um, and it's a positive kind of unsettling because <laughs> it's exciting now that's cool I'm down with unsettling it's fine. <laughs> um, I felt because the the queerness and the queer community is such a large part of this project as <clears> well <throat> I thought in a way that was a little bit of a parallel to what it's like to live as a queer person because you never quite settled all the time mm. because you don't know what the world's going to throw at you because it is uh, a difficult community to be involved in at times. Mm-hmm. Was that ever something that you wanted to express in a way?
3: Yeah, totally. And um, musically, but also lyrically, like there's um, the lyrics kind of jump between um, a conversation that you have in your head and a conversation that you have with somebody else. Yeah, and so and and it's never linear. Yeah, Um, so yeah, so it was it was a conscious choice to to bring out that unsettled feel. In both of those ways, yeah.
2: Okay, cool. I was worried that uh, that wasn't going to make any sense. So no, glad that makes you got, that's sense. Yeah. Awesome.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's a funny song, really, because it's it's literally it's all about the mood that it builds. Like mm-hmm. uh, the lyrics, obviously, I'm very proud of them, and um I think that um, the way that people have responded to them, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually really did take a lot of time to like get that right. Yeah. But um yeah, it's 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 just all about that massive build, and it's like you know, it's kind of like. A verse, a chorus, and then like kind of half a verse, and then just a big, big build up and a chorus. So it's not. Um, it was never going to reach that sort of pop, that pop sort of standard, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful one.
2: Yeah, and what was it like working with Joyride on it?
3: Um, it was great. It was uh, Rowan and I worked together on Late Night Ballgame, and he also co-wrote um, No Cowards. Cool. Uh, and no cowards was the first one we wrote together, but, um, late night ball games sort of happened really quickly. I came to him with, um, the melody and the lyrics, kind of the lyrics, Mm -hmm. half of them. And we, and he wrote, you know, the beats all really quickly and it sort of happened in an afternoon and then we built on it and took ages to get the, the finicky things right. I'm very madly perfectionist (laughs) when it comes to the finishing of a song writing songs I can write songs in like 20 minutes but getting everything right takes months for yeah. me yeah it's
2: frustrating <laughs> 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 but worth it in the end well hopefully yeah uh the video for late night Ball Game it probably reflects very much the, the the sentiment that's probably the best word for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you just explained yeah. uh the whole conversation with a person yeah. and the visual aspect is obviously really important to you as an artist um, from videos that you direct yourself and Instagram posts even, yeah. which you, you mentioned before. Yeah. As as an artist, why do you think visuals are that important and, and why don't you think more artists take better advantage of that?
3: Um, I don't know about the advantage thing. Like, I feel like... Mus- music and visual, it just makes sense to me, um, and it always has. I love, I love film. Um, like, I've always wanted to work in film, whether it be, like, in foley or composition um, or even working in theatre. Yeah. Like, the way that um, music and or sound and movement go together is, like, peas and carrots. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't deny that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the visual aspects for handsome is a huge part of it. Uh, and I wanted it to be like that from the get go. And I think that, um, we live in a world these days where everything's visual, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really make a song without having visuals with it. Even if it's just, you know, me twirling around over and over again, because, um, it's very hard to engage people like we live in a world where people kind of, um, lose interest in five seconds. Uh, but that's not really that's not really the whole reason. I think it's just um, there's a there's a handsomeness there's a beauty in um, in pairing something that you hear with what you see.
2: Yeah, and the do you feel it, it's more complete when you're able to add that visual to it, whether it's artwork or whether it's a video?
3: Yeah, as an as an artist, I feel like that. I don't know if everyone feels like that, but like I mean the all the covers of the singles and the EP. Um, that was um, directed by me and shot by my friend Jess Gleason. I um, love Jess. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, and we shot it all in one day, and it's actually the whole um, the singles and the cover is a narrative in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of that's that. All of that's so important.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
3: And you know, videos are so important as well because it gives you a chance as an artist to really take um, the concept of what your song is to, to the next level. Mm. And it also gives you a chance to say something important. You know, like um, Late Night Ball Game video is probably the video I'm most proud of. Um, and that was co directed by myself and my friend Sam Brumby um, but you know as a as a whole thing like that's that's like a short film yeah um and it was a lot of work and an, um everybody that's in it is a friend of mine, and they're all queer and that was a really important part of the beginning of that project for me, um, but yeah, save some love as well it has a lot to say um, on the narrative side of um of what the song means but also taking that concept to another level Mm. and giving it, like, more layers, if that makes sense. Um, So, so, yeah,
2: it's it's an important part. Yeah. Yeah. So Save Some Love, that's another really awesome video, and it it kind of exemplifies the whole Handsome Gang Mm. vibe a little bit more probably than um, Mm. Late Night Ball Mm Gang. Tell us about the Handsome Gang. I know that you've mentioned it before and you're probably – It's a lot to keep saying it, but I'd love to hear from you. What is the handsome gang? Well, I guess
3: the handsome gang to me is something that we slightly touched on before. Is is the reconciling of the fact that it's not all about music. Like this is, I want this to, I want this to be a project that reflects like change. Mm. You know, like I want, I don't want it to be change in yourself. The people that are listening to it, I want people to listen to it and feel compelled to look after the people that are around them, to respect the people that are around them um, in any diverse situation, whether that's sexuality or race or whatever. Mm. Um, And so the Handsome Gang, I think um, my my grander plan is to build it into a bunch of different things, and that includes um, inviting other artists, whether they're musicians or poets or um, visual artists, um, to to come into that space and to be a part of something that's like that's that feels like that feels special that makes people feel safe mm. is another thing. I'd really love um, it to be directed by queer people um, as a prerogative. Um, and so yeah, and so it's it's a slow process. I mean, um, one one thing to start with, we've just made a bunch of merch. Awesome. It says Handsome Gang on the front. Um, and yeah, I just want it. I want it to be a whole thing. I want it to be an aesthetic thing. I want people to see the logo and know what it is and,
2: um, to feel special when they wear it. Yeah. That's so cool. And watching the video for save some love, it was just like, I want to be one of them. I want (laughs) to hang out with them. Yeah. And just in my head, um, everyone should go and watch the video. Um, in my head, I can just see the bit where it's panned out and you can just see everyone running across mm-hmm. the levels of the apartment building. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was such a cool visual because the, the colours are cool. and Yeah. Um, yeah I it don't took know. a
3: really long time to find that apartment.
2: <laughs> really. <laughs> Worth it, though. Yeah,
3: yeah, it changes.
2: <laughs> um, it felt very exposing, though, mm-hmm. um, especially the parts that were you on your own. Mm. Um, and obviously the music itself can be really exposing as well. Mm. Are you empowered by that?
3: Kind of. I mean, for so many reasons, like, I'm not an actor. Um, that's <laughs> one thing. I remember doing the scene, um, which is me looking into the um, into a mirror and I shake the um, the puffer mm-hmm. and take a breath and walk out. And my friend Sam, who was shooting it, was like, that's, like, the best acting that anyone's ever done that I've ever done a video with. And I, he's done a lot. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, I was like, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, it is exposing. But, yeah, there's, there's a mad power in... Um, in in showing off your vulnerability i think and i think a lot of the handsome stuff um that's where the power comes from because i think if you show people that you're vulnerable and it's okay then they feel like they can be like that and uh there's nothing more powerful than working from the ground up and being a part of um, building each other, if that makes sense. it. Like just bringing out all these really like crazy lines. (laughs) Sorry, end of the day, guys, but I'm having a really (laughs) good time with Gemma. Um, But, yeah, like um, I think the gang stuff as well, it's it's simply that everybody wants to be a part of a gang, Mm. I think. Like deep down everyone's, you know, like you used to watch films, you know, where, you know, I remember watching – Empire Records and they were a gang, yeah. um, and I wanted to be a part of that gang. And it's just, uh, human beings are just those kinds of beings. They just want to be a part of a group.
2: Yeah. You know,
3: and a cool group. A that. cool group.
2: You well, know. the cool group in the Save Some Love video mm. is very, very cool. Mm. Let's listen to a little bit of Save Some Love so. so I can have some water and then we'll come back. Okay. Heart
3: of gold.
2: Instruments aside did you know that Yamaha has a home entertainment selection so you can bring that trademark sound quality home. Choose from a range of Bluetooth speakers, soundbars and even full home theatre fit-outs that both music and movie fans will enjoy. Visit them on Instagram or Facebook at Yamaha AU. So let's talk more about just being a muso, travelling mm-hmm. and also working in the music industry as well as yeah being a touring musician, mm-hmm. um, finding that balance must be, like, not easy. It's not. It's really not. No.
3: And, you know, um, like, today, for example, like, I was half doing Elephant Tracks work um, and also doing all this promo, which is really funny. But, you know, there's a there's a yin and a yang to it, I guess. Mm. Like, um i so my role at elephant tracks um officially is head of communications and assistant pr i mean sorry assistant a and r um but a lot i know but i also do a lot more than that like it's a very small label and um we all have many jobs uh but uh i mean elephant tracks is such a wonderful label um majority of people that work there are men Mm -hmm. um And they're all incredible men. They're all such amazing guys. And they're all artists, which is something that is so not like anywhere else in any label that I know of. And so we kind of all sort of have each other's back. And it means that um, I can go on tour and it's okay. And they can go on tour and it's okay. We all sort of have to pick up the slack of each other. Uh, But it is also very hard, I think, to... Take your mind out of their creative space. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I do, along with um, my colleague Tim Levinson, who's also Earth Boy, who goes um, for the swans. Uh, he, so he does shout out to him. He does. He really does, <laughs> like hard. He yeah, yeah,
2: that. yeah. Um, we have good Twitter chats.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a gem but yeah a lot of the stuff that we do is kind of artist development so we'll sit down with artists and actually talk them through their creative vision for a record for example and be like okay so what um you know what does it mean to you where do you want to be with it and how are we going to do it and so that a huge part of that comes comes with amazing um like energy draining yes. of creativity. <laughs> and you know, go like finishing that and then going home and like sitting in the studio and you're just like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> um but it's also, you know, it's uh it's enlightening and it um it engages my creative interests in other ways. You know, I would never think about doing this, but I did this with another artist and, you know, this is what I'm gonna strive for because I know Um, that I can do it yeah if that makes sense
2: yeah it must be a hard mindset to uh, understand in a way how to deal with it
3: yeah I mean it's kind of all of everybody who works at ET does the same thing um, as I do and I think that I've learned how to do it in a way a lot of the stuff is basically like wearing hats you just have to take one off and put one on. Mm. I mean, um, initially when I started there, I, I was very challenged by it because I was doing PR. So I was going into Triple J, for example, and like servicing songs, but also people were trying to service my songs. So it's kind of, it yeah. is like a weird sort of moment. But I think, um, I think I've think i just learnt to um, shut that out. And a lot of people in the music industry are, are musicians themselves. And so there's a lot of sort of that cross- Pollination.
2: <laughs> I love that word. Yeah. Um, I dropped it on you right before we started recording, mm. but I wanted to hear some of your favourite Australian artists. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be current Australian artists. It could be any. Okay. Um, so throw them at me. Who, who are you enjoying? Who, who are your favourites? Okay, I'm going to give you four. I love four. That okay. sounds great. I'm
3: going to start with Japanese wallpaper. Yes. Because Foolin' Around is a jam. It's yeah. so good. And I can't get enough of it. And... Um, I remember chatting to Gab about his new record and him talking about, like, I'm going to, like, be singing more. And I was like, ooh, and he was so, like, anxious <laughs> about it. Um, And he sings so beautifully yeah. and the song's great and it really reminds me of, like, Death Cab or something. <laughs> There's, like, a real not like late nineties indie vibe. Yeah. And I love it. It's really good. So it shouts to that song and shouts to Japanese wallpaper. Amazing. Um, I'd also like to go to a band called left projects. I'm yeah. not sure if you're, um, across Sydney duo, um, electronic, um, uh, sort of arrangements by, um, John O'Graham, this mm-hmm. guy, um, who also is releasing an album on tomorrow. Right. Cool. um, under his own project called John C check it out. Uh, and the singer is called Sarah Corey and she's awesome. They're both really great. They're really talented. One of their songs, um, without you got, um, playlisted on us new music Friday recently. Oh wow. Um, which is wild. So that's another one I want to shout out. Um, also, um, this amazing solo artist called kid Heron, um, who is actually plays in the handsome band. Uh, put out a song a little while back, um, called future love. And it's kind of like cross between Oscar Kisungi, hiatus cody kind of vibes. Like there's a lot of, there's, there's, yeah, it's a bit, there's a bit of psychedelic guitars and stuff, but it's really sexy. It's very sensual, (laughs) um, stuff. And, um, the last one I'm going to, I'm going to mention Eve's Caritas. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Her record's so good. Um, I, you know, there's also cub sport, but, um, yeah, Eve's Caritas record is really good. Um, I think further than the planes fly is like, it's a classic song. Like I heard that song. I actually told her this recently and she was like, okay, well, um, (laughs) but you know, I heard that song and I was like, that's the reason I make music, you know, like one of them, many, Um, Because you hear songs like that and you're like, nailed it. You fucking nailed that song. And um, every time I hear it, it just, like, I don't know, it calms me down and and buzzes me up all at the same time.
2: I reckon Hush is probably the best pop song. Is that that track one on the record? I don't know. I listen to it on Shuffle a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. But – it's honestly the best pop song I've heard in a very. Oh well, sometimes by Cub Sport is probably on par, but they're both like unbelievable. Yeah,
3: yeah, and the record, the whole record's great though. Yeah, like and I mean, it's so Summer Skin, yeah, that's what it's called. It's um the record is, uh, like not surprisingly good for her at all, but like. I would. I haven't heard a record that well nourished in a very long time. Yep. and <laughs> <That> well nourished. Um, <laughs> like Scissor. Like I love that record. Like Control is amazing. But um, you know, like when when you're talking about like whole bodies of work, like mm. Eve's Creatus obviously put her heart and soul into that record, and all the songs are fab. Mm-hmm. Like back to front, all the way. So Shuffle- good. Shuffling through. Shuffling through. You don't need to listen to it in the track listing, but you can, and they're all
2: good. (laughs) Love Eve's career Bridget Bridget's been all over that um, recently. Anyway, Bridget's great. Shouts to Bridget. Yeah. (laughs) Stay jazzy. (laughs) Yes, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says stay jazzy. Um, Um, And it's really brightened my day. (laughs) (laughs) Jazzy Bike Pants crew, shout out to them. Anyway, um, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. After a very long day. Thank you for making my day. I'm very excited so, about your show tomorrow night. Oh, it's, um, it's gonna be the best. And mm. I can't wait to buy some handsome gang match. I can't wait to sell it to you. <laughs> Thank you and hopefully we see you soon. Cheers, channel, yeah. See ya. <laughs>